Stevenson University Online is a leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. Hello, returning listeners, brand new subscribers, or those who are just stumbling across this podcast show. We welcome you. Today, we're going to be exploring conversation with a very great guest today and talking about demonology, spirituality, and so much, much more, and even Robert Lorraine's story. So uh, hold on tight to your shoes and, and just hold on tight to your hats as well as we dive deep. Before we get off into the interview for today's particular episode, I just want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Mind Wellness Guru Podcast. The Mind Wellness Guru Podcast is sponsoring today's episode. It is a platform that helps individuals get exposure to thought-provoking and informative discussions and conversations on topics like breaking free from toxic relationships and emotions, cultivating self-compassion, mindful living, and much, much more. Hello out there, uh, my folks. Uh, welcome back to another amazing show. We got another fantastic and fabulous guest. I am very humbled and very ecstatic to have this guest. It's just a pleasure to be uh, on the phone and to be just in the presence uh, of such a wonderful spirit. Uh, today, we're going to be just diving deep into some great conversation here. I'm here with Bonera. Algeria. Uh, she's going to uh, tell us all about her book, uh, The Intrusion, and also uh, about another uh, great work. And, and we're going to explore it deeply into uh, some great things and great conversation. Uh, she holds an MA from the Tufts University and another from Cambridge uh, Godred, uh, Graduate School. She became interested in the history of a woman as, she, as portrayed by music. Uh, and uh, that was led to the formation of the New Harmony Sisterhood Band uh, with Lanier on banjo. Uh, and her, and then the students' research actually produced a book, All Our Lives, uh, which was used on college campuses uh, to radically blew it up, of course. Um, the publisher, yeah. <laughs> Diane Press. Uh, so uh, she has held a long held interest in uh, early aviation. Uh, she's done a ton of research. Uh, she volunteered uh, with her husband in prison ministry for 18 years, uh, done a ton of work um, uh, just in, uh, with uh, nursing homes, soup kitchens, and in, in, in the VA, uh, which I'm a veteran myself. And oh. I'm very um, intrigued in that uh, side, of, that yeah. side of Earth as well. Uh, and then, you know, just a little bit about the book itself, um, uh, Intrusion. Um, uh, you know, uh, it, it has a turn, twists and turns um, and, you know, uh, about a just and a complicated case. And, you know, and boy, it, it has love. It has spirituality aspect in it. And, you know, I'm going to let Lanier um, uh, come in and tell you much more about <clears throat> that book and also many other things in her own words. So, Lanier, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? 
I'm doing good. Uh, it's very great to have you on board. Tell us all about your transformation journey from where you started to where you are now. Well, um, maybe I should start in terms of intrusion. In, uh, at 1979, my husband and I visited the Christian Broadcasting Network in Virginia Beach. And one morning, Pat Robertson gave a talk on the gifts of the Spirit, which are in the end of First uh, Corinthians chapter 12. And when he hit the Sermon of the Spirit, I said, oh, oh, here it comes. And that kind of opened up a whole realm of interest that I really had, but I didn't know that I had. And I said to um, the Lord at that point, okay, but you, you have to send me a teacher. And about a month later, um, my husband's cousin, Father Ferdinando, who turned out to be a Roman Catholic Capuchin exorcist, got in touch with us, <laughs> which was a big help. And uh, I have a number of his letters here. I put some of what he had to say on uh, my Facebook page for intrusion. Basically, from that time on, I kept learning things and running into people and situations that expanded my knowledge, hopefully, <laughs> of what this is all about. And I called this book a theological thriller because I was wondering, well, you know, I meet three or four people and they tell me their troubles and I tell them what to do. And for instance, my daughter-in-law had a poltergeist in her house, which a, a very nasty one. So it's out there and people are not too willing to talk about it because people will think they're a little off the track. <laughs> right. So I said, uh, why not put it in a novel um, so that if people aren't interested in the spiritual aspect, at least they might get a good read out of it. <laughs> and uh, that's what I started with intrusion. And it's, it's going to be a series. I'm now on, uh, series number three, but one is out there, and uh, number two is in the process of being published. It's called The Shadow Before Me, and they all in involve the same characters, so uh, it's sequential, I hope, and uh, I've had a lot of enjoyment working on it. Uh, I did use it as a self-published because uh, I'm pushing 80 and I didn't want to, you know, set out trying to find an agent and so forth at my age. So I just, we just decided to barge ahead and did and um, have picked out a public publisher who's very sympathetic to what I'm trying to do, which is very nice and be to republish a, the book with another cover and so forth and so on. Long journey. Uh, to here, <laughs> waiting to, you know, continue with the publishing end of things, which is always time consuming. And everybody knows that who's ever tried to do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think the interesting thing about Father Ferdinando, who was an exorcist for over 50 years, was how he got started. Because as he told me, he was a, a firm believer in science when he was a young man, <laughs> and he never would have thought of any of this as anything but BS until 
he was a, a monk, uh, but a priest. Uh, one day, a woman came, and she was looking as if she was wasting away, and she asked him to pray for her because the European belief is that there's an exorcist at every monastery, and she picked him out, and he was appalled, <laughs> and he didn't know what to do, and she said, well, you read John 1, 1 through 10 over me, so in order to just be peevish, <laughs> he read it in uh, Pig Latin, backwards. Mm-hmm. The only trouble is three months later, she came back, and she was in the pink of health. <laughs> so his friend said, well, you thought you'd fool some somebody, but God fooled you. And so off he went, which was not an easy journey, because back in those days, they really did have the rationalist point of view that all this is easy to be explained as a mental illness, as a physical illness, yeah. as this, that, the other. Um, so he, he had a kind of turbulent life, shall we say, but a very active one. and. We're very happy, of course, to have him in the family because he was a very funny guy. (laughs) I wondered what he'd be like in person, but he was very humorous, very relaxed, very easygoing. And uh, unless he got going on demonology, (laughs) and then he wasn't (laughs) easygoing. (laughs) But uh, that's, that's the initial story of how I got into it. And how he he got into it because we wrote back and forth and visited back and forth over a period of many years, uh, which was altogether helpful and uh, taking some of the things that we talked about uh, and put them in intrusion. I tried to start easy and get more complex toward the end. That's you know that's truly amazing, and you know, and I, I, I really, I, I think I kind of really hear that you know, um, that you know, you really trying to help push this more towards the forefront because you really, you know, really believe that you know this really shouldn't remain hidden because, like as you mentioned, that like you know, you know, before you know there was this kind of like looked upon. Uh, like you know, um, feeling back in back in back in those times that like um, mm-hmm. you know most people were like you know uh, like oh categorized this like, as as uh, mental illness and you know yes so you know and now nowadays it's like you know okay well you know they're just doing their own thing in that in in the corner there <laughs> so, right <laughs> so, yes and, well the world is catching up with point of view Father Ferdy had as a young man. Yes. <laughs> and the church is catching up with what Father Ferdy was doing. I think the city of Milan has something like thirteen exorcists now, which yes. is a lot. <laughs> but you know, Vatican is beginning to train them. Uh and, Yeah, and they are, you know, and they really yeah. are but you know, it's still it still seems like the mainstream you know, it's still kind of, you know, uh, kind of like kind of, you know, kind of looks at you kind of like in the, in the corner and, you know, and kind of walk by like, oh, they're kind of just doing their own thing. Do you yes. ever kind of get that feeling, you know? Oh, oh yeah. I've learned over the years through hard experience not to talk about it unless people bring something up because 
you know, in the past I would start discoursing on it and people would think, cuckoo, she's a little off the track. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is true unless you happen to be one of these people who's had some kind of spiritual experience with this, in which case you're very happy to meet me. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's a little bit of a uh, problem how to deal with, with other people, but uh, Ferdy always said, well, let them approach you, which uh, information I didn't appreciate <laughs> for a while. <laughs> but as we're talking about it plainly, uh, I have no problem discoursing on the subject. Yeah. And it's pretty interesting, you know, uh, especially going into prison ministry, you, you will find mm-hmm. some, some of the darkest, uh, you know, uh, uh, individuals there. And, you know. You're and, right. <laughs> yeah. But you'll be surprised, you know, uh, how you can open some of those individuals up with prayer and uh, with the word. Um, so uh, maybe, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, um, uh, you know, maybe you were able to, you know, kind of, you know, um, as you were writing, you know, kind of reflect back on some of, some of your time in the prison ministry. What, was there any, any kind of flashes back to, you know, in, uh, times when, in the prison ministry that kind of, oh, yes. like, kind of, kind of <laughs> yes. helped you in your writing process? Yes. Oh yes, very definitely. I think the first, uh, time we went to the prison, we went with a, a Methodist group and I met, and my husband met two fellows, John and um, Arthur. Uh, they were both in the uh, at, at MC Massachusetts Correctional Institution at Bridgewater, and they have a, a facility for the criminally insane, which has been made into a film, Tidicate Follies, but which can't be shown in. Massachusetts, unless you have a special license. Anyway, John's thing was he was a a medic in uh, Vietnam, and he developed schizophrenia. And when he came home, he shot two people on Route 2. At that time, we were living in Massachusetts. And we were living next to a cemetery, and his two victims were buried in the cemetery. (laughs) So it got a sort of quick introduction uh and his his friend al and they were very open and honest and many of the uh, inmates on the mental hospital side thought that psychiatry didn't help them at all uh they were really aware that something else was at work in their cases and this is actually true that Father Ferdinando uh, delineated five, uh, 12 different points in which demonology was different than mental illness. And a bunch of psychiatrists flew him around Italy to tell psychiatrists what to look for uh, in terms of differences between one and the other. So he had the ability to discern if a person was mentally troubled or a demon was involved in the in the process, and if uh, it was the former, he'd send them to a psychiatrist. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. he was 
a really big help because he had so much experience and um, I I don't claim to have all the knowledge that he had because that was his life's work. Uh, but I'm cer- certainly glad to have him around for a long period of our our lives and uh, came to visit and so forth. And we took him out to, uh, <laughs> to hear about the Salem witch trials, which he thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> and he said, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> I could tell that he picked up you know, some things that probably the average listener would, would not pick up, but um, I didn't want to pursue it because um, there were too many other people <laughs> that just popped up because somehow they knew he was there that wanted to talk to him and have him pray with him and so forth, which was really very interesting because they didn't know he was there, but somehow they would turn up. <laughs> and... I, I saw it happen over and over again, and it was uh, really a remarkable experience to hear what a lot of these people had to say. Um, when I worked with one publisher, I had four editors, and two of them had problems. One saw a ghost, and the other one had friends that uh, every morning when they came down, the furniture had been rearranged which definitely were in the ballpark. So I said to myself, wow, that's 50%. (laughs) And so I realized, yeah, there's a lot out there, but there's still this credibility gap. And hopefully being presented in this way instead of a scholarly essay or something equally boring, (laughs) perhaps, why don't I put it in a lively setting and see what happens. So I'm waiting to see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I definitely believe you're on the right track. And, you know, um, you, you had some close-up experiences and, you know, and, and, and it's good that you infused it um, right, into, mm-hmm. right into the right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, you even, you know, you know, got the story of the man under physical stress and emotional stress uh, in the mm-hmm. story, you know. Um, you know, so, you know... It, and you know, and in, in, in going back to like to the prison thing, you know, you, you you can just, you know, like tell like you know um, how some of these some of these um, um, you know, you know we we call them criminals, um, you know, um, and I guess so rightfully so sometimes, but um, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the, you know, they even got you know some of the um, uh, I guess um, I don't know if you call them symptoms or <laughs> or yeah. tra- <laughs> or traits or. Uh, of um, you know, just possession, you know, um, you yeah, know, yes, you know, uh, oh yeah, you know, like you can see it in their eyes, uh, you know, like um, you know, uh, some of the mm. the heinous crimes that they commit, and you know, and oh yeah, <laughs> you see them afterwards, like man, you know, you know what took over that guy, you know, and you know, yes, uh, well, there's there were some inmates, the other inmates were even afraid of, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and they were aware that there was something wrong and they didn't want yeah. to get in the in its way yeah. <laughs> which and, was wise <laughs> yeah and even but, um you know being being a veteran you know um you know being up close in war you know um it's like mm-hmm. you know, you, know you, you see some things in 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 war you know that oh. like you know it's like you know like you know what what was that you know what really was that you know um you don't you know you know you, you go over to these countries and you know you don't you, you see a lot of things that like you know that that aren't quite like 
you know what you know um what is like here in yeah. the United States yeah you know so so yes very great that you illustrate that lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Because um, you know, um, it's great. So, so uh, you, you know, we we, we get in the so tell us a little bit about uh, just you know, the uh, Robert Lorraine. You know, um, you know, you, you yeah. had quite an experience uh, with that too. You know, so yes, I uh, came across him when I was reading about early aviation, which is one of my interests, and I said. Well, that's an interesting sounding person. And uh, in about three years, somebody found a biography that his widow had written, which is tremendously inaccurate. And I started in on researching and it over a period of about 20 years, uh, I went, well, for one thing, he was a famous actor. He was a veteran of the Boer War and of World War One. He was an early aviator and a friend of George Bernard Shaw. So there's there's a lot there, but it's so varied that it's not a smooth transition from one to the other. <laughs> yeah. uh, you yeah. know, we're having it didn't just have one subject. Uh, the Boer War, particularly difficult. I was using the library at the Athenaeum in Boston, and they'd had a robbery in 1984. They took 50% of their... Boer War books, a pretty intelligent thief. <laughs> and the only other place that had material on it was the uh, Army War College barracks at Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And I had a friend there and he sent some material. And then by, not not by probably by chance, uh, we met jo- his one surviving daughter, Joan Lorraine, who lived in Spurlock, uh, Somerset. So we made our first uh, journey there. Uh, uh, I'm not very good on time, but she met us at the train station, picked us up. She has two um, carriers. They're called uh, for small carriers. I'm forgetting what their first name is, but they were in the back seat. And as we started driving along, they both jumped over the back seat into my lap with all this hair flying, you know, <laughs> because that dogs and cats shed if they're a bit stressed or whatever. Anyway, I could see that that, <laughs> that was to our advantage. And when we got to Joan's home, she had three books laid out. 
Um, and I saw on the mantelpiece there, there were books on the saints, C.S. Lewis and so forth. And I said, boy, we said to ourselves, this is going to be very interesting. <laughs> and uh, so she start, She turned out to be Roman Catholic, which is fairly rare in England. But since mm-hmm. we were predominantly that as well, we got on very well. And, and she thought she might trip me up with Julian of Norwich. And I said, yes, he was very interesting, wasn't he? <laughs> so <laughs> we we seemed to really uh, hit it off. Very, un- very, very unusual woman. Um, her projects were numerous and various. She had um, a prize that she gave out for, for the best organic garden every year in terms of its development. And we went with her once to see one. And it turned out that the people hadn't even started to plant. They wanted her to just come and go around the acreage and see what she would suggest. So that was very interesting. About halfway around, it started to rain like the Dickens. And we figured, you know, might as well go forward. Forward or back would be this same wet. (laughs) So it was just very, very fascinating and interesting. There were three little ponds there, and um, Joan told us that the ponds, if they have no fish in it, birds will actually pick up fish from somewhere and drop it in the vacant pond so that it will develop meals <laughs> for the birds. Uh, so we've learned some very interesting facts that a non grower <laughs> would would be hard pressed to to find out unless you were on this trip with us and Joan was quite uh, oh, what do I want to say she's very fond of her her daddy as she called him this is Robert okay. he died when she died he died when she was 11 years old and but there were many of his things in the attic because her mother lived with her she after a while and she'd known robert so lots of information and interesting quotes from joan that i just plugged into the narrative because they're so interesting (laughs) and i think her last project that we were involved in um was a village in romania which was going to be raised under the Trezescu uh, regime, but he died, and so it was still there. And her village partnered with it, and she went over as the representative and uh, drove down a mudslide and up a mudslide and didn't have a change of clothes for something like seven days. And this was a village that still didn't have clean water so they used alcohol for liquid uh, plum brandy in the morning <laughs> she said wow, <laughs> wow. But, uh, over the period of years it was really nice they built a church they had a cemetery they brought down water from um, a pond that was about a half mile uphill from where they were and and just was a really u- unique experience and of course she was a the middle middle person, I guess I would say, between ourselves and them, and and um, 
she built a little chapel at the end of her. She had a garden, still has a garden called Green Cone Garden, and it opened to the public. Now, Joan has passed away, but her nephew and his wife live there and are carrying it on. So if anybody is into gardens <laughs> and they're in England, this is a very unusual garden because it's uh, not supposed to be growing stuff that is growing because there's a lot of rock in the soil. But being Joan, you know, <laughs> at one point they, they dug out all the soil and replaced it. Uh, she She's very up on being able to do things and and uh, so forth. So we got to know her, which was really a great part of our life, uh, I have to say, and still conversant with uh, her nephew and his wife who were living there. And most interesting thing was that uh, I felt like he'd been neglected for two reasons. First of all, the family would never let out any papers that lately, or I found out why, because it contradicted a lot of things that his widow wrote. And then uh, he was a friend of Shaw's, and the Shaw scholars tended to really bury him <laughs> for right. various reasons. And so in uh, 2010, a fellow on the island of White had a celebration of his. Robert's 100th anniversary from his his flight from the mainland to the island of Wight, which was a big deal in those days. And since then, um, Richard has managed to build a small building and house a lot of his collection and eventually mine on Lorraine. And he told me I, I was absolutely flabbergasted. He said, being open one day a week, this year, 3,000 people came to visit. And I said to myself, holy cow, you know, <laughs> this is really going someplace. And yeah. isn't it nice to know? Yeah. So I don't have, uh, I should have, but I don't have uh, a contact point for him, except I do have his email. If anybody is going to England and is interested in that kind of thing, uh, I can always be a middle person, <laughs> sick them on to Richard and his wife. So um, I, I, I sort of started this thinking um, it's going to be a, a library book, you know, not going to be of terrible interest to theater people because it's got aviation war, not going to be of interest to military people because it's got all this theater and you can fill in the blank there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he, uh, he started the drama society in his quadrant. So, like, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. you know, most, most military men would be like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but, you know, um, I mean, but it was pretty cool that, you know, he, he, he was the first one, you know, to, um, you know, cite the word on joystick, you know, so. Mm -hmm. you know, yes, so. he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yes so we, we can th yeah. we can thank him for that <laughs> yes we can actually he was extremely articulate and yeah. written form um and probably no accident he came up with that term and probably some other ones too <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs>
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, but I, I you know, it's it's pretty. It's got to be you know pretty you know a, a, quite an honor to you know that to to be you know um you know cited cited as one of the you know um having having one of the most well researched biographies you know for his life you know. Yeah, it's very happy thing, and uh, I had some you know volunteer help from some other people, which. Uh, was just invaluable and wonderful and still in touch with them too. And at that period of time, um, my husband and I were involved in an organization called the Western Front Association. And I was a chair in one of their chapters and we'd been over to France a couple of times and sort of studied the the whole thing. And um, that was an extremely big learning process you know a very knowing joan and partaking of this organization at the same time was kind of a mind blower but it was a good one yeah yeah so so you know uh if there was if there's anything you know you would like to you know leave for us like you know uh, legacy or just anything out of out of out of Either one of your books. Uh, what, what is what mm-hmm. is it that you would like to inspire, you know, to uh, to 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 those out there? Yes, I definitely have something. Uh, I wanted to detail these demonological and occult occurrences, but the book is ultimately about faith. And if X happens, do Y. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, pray or whatever is the the um, necessary thing. Yes. So although even, it is even about, more so now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't yeah. know if you you know was a big you know um, you know NBA fan. You know, I don't know what your thoughts is about that. You know, mm-hmm. about the Kobe Bryant situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to be. I'm innocent of basket basketball, <laughs> but it is. Um, well, I have to say that. With the occult, there is a phenomenon of sudden death, and I have no idea what his background was or anything. It, you know, just could have been an, an accident. But uh, it does can have that effect. And um, there's something I talk about at the end of the book called the spectral obituary, which is sort of a warning that something is coming along and you better get rid of this curse. (laughs) Yeah. And um, since this can happen in so many diverse ways, it would be nice that people would take this seriously and not think, ah, you know, get, get some prayers going and cast this thing out. (laughs) That's, I guess what I would like to have people know. I like that, you know, um, that is really important. And, um, yeah, we, we, we definitely should take, um, you know, um, real kind, you know, um, look and importance at, you know, uh, maintaining this good spiritual health too, not, not just physical, oh, yeah. physical and mental health. I think mm-hmm. we, you know, um, sometimes put that, uh, spiritual, um, side of our health, uh, spiritual, spiritual, um, you know, spiritual fitness away. You know, um, you know, we, we 
they they promote the physical and mental health. Well, they just mm-hmm. now starting to promote mental health. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it took them a long time to promote mental health. So now we got to promote spiritual health too. Spir- yeah, spiritual. Yes. Spir- yes, because spiritual um, fitness too. So, so spiritual. Yes, because is- yeah, it does have a value. Yes. Um, and it really this discernment of spirits is well the devil can basically imitate all the gifts of the holy spirit except of course he can't cast himself out so it's it's a proof positive that you're going in the right direction i guess is yes what to say yeah yeah so and uh, yeah that's right yeah so thank thank you for letting me get that in um i'm on facebook uh if anybody wants to get in touch, I'm here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and go I ahead. thank you for having me on. Yeah, go ahead and just tell us what that Facebook is and um, tell us where to find the book and um, if there's anything else you got coming up. Yeah, I have a Facebook page under my own name, and then there's one under the Intrusions name, um, which is a little bit hard to find. But if you hit Linear Legera on the side, it says intrusion. You can switch over and then entering things in there. And, and maybe there are things that people find interesting. But a lot of times, you know, they don't have any response because they're saying to themselves, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, sort of keep at it. And uh, hopefully good good things will happen. Well, they've been certainly happening with the Lorraine thing, which I never, never, never envisioned. But as Joan Lorraine used to say, if you just keep at something long enough, something happens, <laughs> which is, I guess, what's happening here. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. this this has been a great conversation. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, so uh, we will definitely continue to put so much support behind you. Um, we ask that you do hold a line here. I'm going to close out the show. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope that you uh, do continue to um, uh, support uh, uh, Leonard. Lanier. I forgot it, the name. It means light as opposed to heavy in Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yes. Um, so yeah, uh, get the book intrusion and then also available is the life of Robert L- Lorraine, the stage, the sky and the George Bernard show is available as well. Uh, so, yes. uh, and, and then we'll play back this episode over and over again, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, share it with a friend to me. If you have a friend of me, <laughs> or you want to turn your heart, even our, enemies into friends uh with this wonderful episode they will appreciate you so much after they hear it i thank you for giving me the time to spiel all this things that i hold so dear dearly on the radio oh i love it i love the conversation and i love the things that you presented today thank you marcus yeah Thank you. So until next time, folks, uh, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Mm -hmm. Thank you once again for tuning in. For more information about 
our network, please visit our website at transformubroadcast.com. That's transform the letter U broadcast.com for social media information. The Facebook is Transform You Live. That's Transform the Letter U Live. Twitter at Transform You Live. That's Transform the Letter U Live. And the Instagram is Transform You Network. Transform the Letter U Network. We would like to have you a part of our community and our family so you can get behind the scenes updates and much, much more and stay locked in. Please remember to comment, like, and share, share, share. Until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 